<laughs> Welcome to my secret lair on Skullcrusher Mountain. Hey, Jared. Yes? Uh, we're going to record a, uh, a podcast. What? What? I, just, I, 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 I wanted to let you know. You don't have to do anything. It's, it's to... Joy Division cover night, dude. I, I got it. I... Okay, I'm sorry. That's Okay, we're, you stay and keep doing that. We'll just go do this podcast. This is the LoadingReadyRun.com podcast for September 20th, 2008. I think it'll be easy. I think it'll be easier because it's today that this thing goes up now. So as long as you know what day it is, I've been fucking it up for the last five weeks. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't even here last week, Graham. That's true. Somehow you messed it up. Yeah, I know. Noob. Who actually did the intro last week? Uh, I think it was Paul. Yeah, Yeah, I think I did. Right? No, I remember. I was listening to it. Did I fuck it up? No, no, no. The only thing you didn't do is you just uh, apart from his, you just didn't say dot com. I noticed dot com when I or when I was editing it. Oh, I don't care. Dot com. I like that. Like, what? It's a dot com? Oh I'm, no! I like that. You know, because I usually do that, and then in that one, in that one, Paul did it, and there's actually no mention. You know, like usually we start out by saying, you know, for example, this week Matt's not here, and there's no mention of me not being there until like half an hour in, and you're like, oh yeah, by the way, you you, you might have noticed. <laughs> No by, by the way, that wasn't just a hypothetical thing. Yeah. Matt is not actually here. Oh, yeah, that's not here. That's 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 why I was saying that. Yeah. I'm here. Yes, we have we have we have the clone of Matt. With we have better Matt. Matt. Emergency backup Matt. Matt. Plus two. We have the six million dollar Matt. So wow, <laughs> is that how much Matt spent on that kit? <laughs> wow. So as it happens, uh, because I wasn't there last week for the podcast, that also means I wasn't there last week for shooting. Uh, so you guys should talk about this Before we talk about the actual video, can we talk about the ad? What the fuck did Matt put in his hair? Matt, Matt spent a lot of money on, on that, oh my God. haircut. Tell, tell people how much Matt spent on his haircut. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, I want so, to Matt, Matt wanted to have a good haircut, because he frequently doesn't get great haircuts, and so he decided he's going to go to this place that does really nice haircuts. Admittedly, it is a really good haircut. It looks fine when it's, when it's down, but it can be styled to look into something that I think looks really good, and I've been trying to explain. Matt, Wear your hair up. And he's like, well, I don't really know how my hair looks. Like, no, fuck how your hair looks. You look better with your hair up. I've been trying to explain this concept to him. And so, uh, you know, the guy was like, well, you know, you, you, there's this, that, and the other thing, and you can use this this stuff and everything. Now, okay, the product counts for about half of this. And please don't peak the levels when... Who, who, Bill, you haven't heard this yet? <laughs> I have not heard this Okay, either. you guys will probably shit yourselves. So, remember, we don't want to blow the mic. Okay, well, I'm sitting down, so I yeah. think I'm alright. So, the product counts for about half of it, but he still spent, like, $120 what? on this haircut. Motherfucker! He spent $60 on product? And yes, and sixty dollars on the haircut. Oh, and, then, and then he got he, he got confused and hit the wrong button when he was doing the interact thing, so he didn't tip, and felt really bad. So he went back the next day to tip, and then the guy like reamed him out for not having his hair uh, styled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's awesome. If he paid that much for a haircut, why isn't he wearing it up? I don't know. He sh- I think he should be wearing it up what, every fucking day. Yeah. I hate what, Matt. What really so pisses me much off is that <laughs> when he when he doesn't wear it up and he wears it down, it looks like an $18 haircut. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sorry, it really does. Like, yeah. it just doesn't look any like different. Like Tim's hair. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Ow. Oh. What? Hey, hey, hey. Well, I don't know, Tim, how much do you spend on it? How I much? spend probably $13 on it. Yeah, 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 I do. Who, does, who, who spends $120? Yeah, I was thinking that that's other a fucking man. Other than and girls. Then, and, then he's been, and then he's been complaining 
like all week about being broke. Yeah. That's exactly what Matt would do. Yeah. Spend although, a lot of money on something stupid to be fair, about being broke. You know, at James's comment that only girls spend that much on their hair. Uh, James's girlfriend Ashley, upon hearing how much Matt spent, was like, "What? <laughs> yeah, you're dumb." <laughs> yeah. See, I I don't know. I I pay like thirty thirty five dollars. That's, that's peak. That's and where yeah, I would cut yeah. the line. Well, but my you know I have a hairdresser who does a really good job. So where do you go? for the most part, I just tip up to um, uh, beyond the fringe at Uvic, hmm. and I mean. You, the guy you want is Tim. Tim Tim does a really good job. I do do a really good job. <laughs> Not you, Tim. There's other Tim. I spend 20 bucks on a haircut, and that's giving a very generous tip. But you see, I there's... I don't tip on haircuts. There's, the there's, some, there's some information that, that you're missing. So now I've explained the secret information about uh, my haircut. So, uh, yeah, this has been, uh, you know, Loading Ready Run styling tips. Yeah. Uh, Perhaps maybe, we should talk about the video. Yeah, maybe we could talk about the video. I, although, um, aside from the hair, uh, I actually quite liked uh, Matt's uh, little ad slash not ad. Yes, he wrote that whole thing himself. Really? My he, he God. Did. He did indeed. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking more about the screening later on in this very same podcast. It actually reminds me that uh, we probably should shoot an ad today as well. We should. We should shoot an ad today. You know what? Now we're all too quiet. Darn. <laughs> Failure. Can you actually adjust the recording level while it's recording? Let's find out. I think you can. Oh, God, we're playing with fire. Oh, dig- oh okay, there we go. Cool. Oh. <laughs> All right, yeah. success. So, same as before. Uh, now, it, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but a lot of people have made comparisons between the appearance of our uh, good friend Tim here and Loading Ready Run crew member Matt. Uh, it's kind of a stretch, really. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't really see it. So... Possibly because you're blind. <laughs> so Tim figured, and and quite rightly, that the Tim looks like Matt video was going to have to happen at some point. Why yeah. not? Why not? You know, just sort of nip it in the bud right now. And so came up with an idea for, uh, you know, for how to how to go about that, uh, which was what like what of your original idea was actually there? Because we we sort of well it kind altered of st- it drastically. It started at PAX actually. Um, we were at PAX and I was. You know, just running through while we were we were in the middle of doing nothing at one point, I was running through some things in my head about how to make a sport-related video because you know sport was really big, um, and so I was like, uh, I was trying to figure out what to do with this, and I had and I had been thinking for quite a while that you know I should try to come up with an idea for a for a Matt and I look alike kind of thing, and I and I and then I got the tabletop you know the tabletop sport idea, and I figured we could put these two together. And habits that what Matt actually creates in this tabletop spore kind of thing is me. Um, so I kind of blended those two together. I, ha- I got the framework framework for the whole idea set up, kind of wrote it out of you know Matt coming in, uh, being you know making all these interruptions, getting this delivery. It was originally you know, interrupting uh, me as well. Yeah. I oh yeah. They, originally, it was originally a Graham and Graham and Matt video, yeah. but then Graham wasn't there, so we re- we yeah. wrote it. And then I, brought, I basically, I, I, uh, I brought it to everyone, we looked at it, and then everybody else made it funny. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of what we did was sort of basically doing throwbacks to other videos. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, like, right off the bat, it's a throwback to Song of the Fanboy and just me sitting down on that stool. And we were but, hoping... The hope was, with Jer sitting there, was that people would think it was going to be a music video. And which some, one or two there, people yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, there was a couple people that they posted. Yeah. So, sorry to disappoint um, and, for some uh, reason you started singing Jonathan Colton. Well, I, 
it seemed like a lot of work to write my own song <laughs> for this, and yeah. Joko is pretty good about you know letting people do whatever they want with his music. So, Creative Commons. That's right. Uh, you'll notice that I added a song credit to the credits. Ah, nice. So, yeah, um, so uh, at the meeting that we had before this video, we sort of went through it and uh, read, like, scripted a bunch of stuff and added added layer upon layer of comedy gold, you see. The Yeah, I mean, the throwbacks to Under Pantaloons, we definitely uh, put back or put in there. Um, the final line was really an afterthought. Like, the, oh, you know what would be funny is if Paul jumped in all of a sudden and yeah, yeah, wasn't well, planned for it. Oh, to me, like I, the reason why I was thinking about that, like, because re really in this video, Matt is playing the role that I would normally play in a video, right? Like he's the sort of uh, slight, slight, well, slightly <laughs> crazy sort of. Uh, it's the the sort of benevolent but really. Uh, you know, sort of spacey, well, spacey, yeah, person who's just sort of running around. It's unstoppable, but not like not actually trying to hurt anybody, but just being really weird and doing random sciencey things. Well, and at mm -hmm. the same time, I kind of felt like I was the straight man. Like, I mean, my role was written for Graham. Yeah. But yeah. I basically ended up doing what Graham did a lot, or does a lot in videos, which is sit around and ask questions of the crazy person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I, I I really really liked, by the way, your delivery on the uh, the, the balsamic vinegar exchange, both of you. I just. <laughs> Really well done. A lot of that stuff was off the cuff too. Yeah, like, no, they, I, I thought, oh, we need a bunch of ingredients. They, uh, yeah, so we we did that, and then um, these guys all shot it because I was out of town, and then they added some other stuff that I wasn't expecting, <laughs> such as my personal favorite when I was watching the footage afterwards was the uh, the miniature French prison of the month club. <laughs> Next yeah. month is La Bastille. <laughs> so good. The original line was just uh, my. Cheese of the month. My cheese of the month club, and we were like, right. yeah, that, that could be funnier. something else of the month. That club. wasn't even when and I don't think it was even last a line. time. Last time I saw the script, that wasn't even a line. No, it wasn't we, even we, a line. It was something there. we were talking about at, yeah. at the shoot, and yeah. then, um, and then yeah. I we were we, we were trying to figure out something, and someone was like, Jerry, you should just ad lib it. And what came out the first time when we were practicing was my Bastille of the oh, Month Club. And they were like, but there's only one. <laughs> they just send you the same French prison. <laughs> well, it's like, you, they send it to you, like, you know, the early Bastille, the late Bastille, you know. You just get, like, some rocks from it. The Bastille it's Day Special Edition. edition. Yeah, the, one, yeah. the one that I actually put in, especially for you, which you will never see, was the uh, I'm fucking Matt Wiggins take. But oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Were you actually recording for that? I must have missed it. I don't know if we were, well, we must have been recording because uh, you did it. Yeah, I thought I thought we were recording. Huh. I'll recording. have to go take a look at that. Where, yes. where the, cat, the camera comes on and they're expecting me to, to play Jonathan Colton and it was like, da na 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 I'm fucking Matt Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed that one. I'll have to check it out again. I was, like, it's it's weird when I don't... Yeah, when I'm thinking that. When I don't, like, it, it, it's, it's quite you, different. You edit it ahead of time while we're doing it. Anyway. Yeah, I'll usually sort of edit in my head while we're shooting. So seeing the footage... And not knowing How what it, it is yeah. is it's different. It's it's not bad. It's just different. There was one instance that was strange. Yeah. Which is the uh, the um, uh, I said, please take lots of shots of dice rolling and mixing and stuff, so I can make it into a montage. And uh, montage. there's the the shot um, of Matt says, "Do you have any antifreeze?" And you say, "What are you doing?" And then the next shot in order is Matt now has a bowl of ingredients and you guys are sitting down. I, I felt that what you did to get out of that worked perfectly. And yeah, yeah, so 
cutting in the montage of grabbing ingredients and then going to sitting down was actually to cover for what would have otherwise been an incredibly awkward pause. But it it worked so well. Yeah, and then mixing, and then so just don't have those shots in the other thing, which was then just dice rolling and mixing. And yeah, I thought it turned out quite well. So. A couple of people have commented on my place, which thank you. I like my place a lot. It is nice. It's very small. But it's very small. So, so awkward to shoot in. The the magical mat uh, <laughs> thing just sort of had to happen. <laughs> Because yeah, otherwise, yeah, people don't really move around. Move well, it was sort of scripted. Well. It, it, was. it was, but it would, you know, the ne- I think we realized as we were scripting it the necessity of it. Were we going to use my place? I wish it had happened more. I want to do that in more videos. Yeah. <laughs> just randomly appearing well, in different places. That, that started out as originally in the script. I put that. Um, I think I wrote this in even with with Graham there that that Matt's in the bathroom when the when you know the doorbell rings. So yeah. That Graham is the Graham, but Jeremy. Jaren, in reality, was forced to go into the door but anyways. But it, it got to the point where, like, in capital letters in the script, it was like, in this video, Matt is magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't, do not question the Matt. The, uh, the binder that comes in the mail, too. That was great. Uh, was, uh... Yeah, it's, it's all about spore. I don't know if that really... Yeah. yeah. It sort of comes across. It's actually the cell stage, not, not the cellular stage, but whatever. That level of, of the game of sport. We uh, that yeah, we should, saga. we should definitely we should definitely uh, post the the picture on the front of the uh, on the front of the binder uh, that says spore. Uh, what are the home. names on it, Jack? Oh, it's yeah, it's by Jamie Oliver, Mike Merles, and uh, Will Wright, who are well, Jamie Oliver is a chef, and yeah. Mike Merles makes D and D, and and uh, Will Wright makes Will Wright spore. Made spore. Yeah. yeah, so it seemed like a good combination, hilarious. but also yeah. uh, the. What was I going to say? Yeah, the FedEx package. Someone was like, wow, it actually has a Wizards of the Coast tag on it. I noticed that. That was, that was really subtle. Yeah. We, we tried half, halfway. But that, I just happened to have that lying around. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah, like, we were looking around for a box or something like that, and I was like, wait. <laughs> and I, I go through my old mail, and there's, like, this package from Watsy that I'd gotten, which was literally just, like, RPGA sign-up cards or something like that. We we realized that uh, we said U- we say UPS and it's a FedEx thing and we kind of tried to hide it but it didn't really work that well. Well, we started to try to hide it um, in the shot where he picks up the thing. We didn't because we started to think about that after we had already shot the entrance because that's right, where it's right. really visible, right? Yeah. We didn't actually think to go back and reshoot that because it was just like that's so much work. Yeah, we don't go back. Yeah, we do things. Always moving forward. The other uh, thing that could have caused continuity, but thank goodness for coverage, is Matt putting his hand in that terrible, terrible fluid. I'm so happy I made him do that. Oh man, what was that? <laughs> it was actually well, it was non- exactly what you saw. I know, what, but, but what, what you saw at that point was actually non-poisonous. Yeah. Like it, it was it, never poisonous. No. Right. It, we it, never put the antifreeze in. Exactly. The, the, the blue stuff that went in is just blue food coloring and water, just like the red stuff was red food coloring and water. But what I don't <laughs> think that we anticipated, because we were because it was balsamic vinegar, was that when we put the vinegar and the baking soda in, <laughs> yeah. that it was going to fizz up. I thought that see, was on purpose. No, well, see, you can actually see that happening at some points, and then it's fizzed down by the time yeah. we, uh, we get to the latter bits of it. We kind of didn't... We, our reaction when that we, he put in the vinegar was, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> hmm. It's... Uh, my, the other shot I really like, the uh, the shot of the bubbling. <laughs> it's just Jer with a straw. Jer was like, hey, look what I can do. We're like, hey, we should film that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm really glad you did. That, yeah. was, that wasn't me going... Like, I, the intention was to get it bubbling, but the first thing I was like, shit, where's a straw? So I looked around my apartment. I couldn't find a straw. So I'm like, okay. So I pulled a turkey, turkey baster, baster. Out, of, out of the cupboard, yeah. 
pop the the rubbery bit off and then <laughs> and then just use that. I'm pretty sure Tally wasn't that impressed. Tally probably. was upstairs at that point, and, yeah. and uh, I what think are you James, doing? James was like, "Don't use your turkey don't baster." Don't come downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Why is it Tally's turkey baster? Well, it's my turkey well, baster. Well, oh, okay. We were just making is the he best ever of the use living it? room. Oh, fair enough. Fair but enough. Y- you know what? In all fairness, I mean, and you guys are to your great credit, <coughs> my place was extremely clean by the time we left. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we really didn't make a mess. And we were actually thinking of doing an iron stomach with with the stuff, because because we were thinking like it wasn't actually toxic in any way. Yeah. Um, but it, we decided not to. It did have a lot of flour in it. Yeah. <laughs> which is probably just a bad idea to eat a bunch of flour. I like I stuck my hand in it at one point. And it, it it was kind of gluey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you could see that when Matt raised his hands up, yeah. there was still goop on There's a bunch of eggs in it, right? There was one raw egg. This so. is something I don't know if, if, if people got the direct the idea that I had behind it, but, but the idea for me was that rolling the dice determined what ingredients you're supposed to put in it. That wasn't a big, that wasn't important, but uh, I'm, I'm still kind of curious. I didn't look very closely at the dice, but I want to know what kind of stats I got. Yeah. So if anybody can tell me what kind of stats Matt rolled for me. Well, unfortunately, well, I mean, there's, there's like theory. a zillion different dice rolls. And yeah, yeah. Like the stat, the, the, the roll that created you <laughs> was rolled into That's the Jew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we will never I, know. I do, I do remember we, we were shooting that. How does he roll for a spore? You know, like, yeah. Well, when we were shooting like that, though, Tim, Tim was stats. really concerned about what... what uh, what results he was there? He wanted to write them they, down. They wanted to put tuna in me. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. We, we, he was also concerned about what actually was going to go into the mix. I like, um, like Tim. It's not actually going to be you. It's it's canon. The canon version of me now. I would think something that we hadn't that we hadn't talked about beforehand that uh, I actually only picked up on after I'd finished editing it, and and one or two people on the on the forum picked up on it as well. Is that uh, is that obviously it's. Tim, who looks kind of like Matt, because Matt spat up in the water, and that's what did everything. But because it's Jer's water, there's also a little bit of Jer, Jer. in there, just yeah. just, a t- just a touch of backwash. And so that's why Tim is mostly Matt with bits of Jer. Yeah. How and do you describe that, Jer? Well, they, this is an idea I came up with at the very beginning of the shoot. I was like, we should do this because um, Tim obviously looks a lot like Matt, but we need to explain why he's taller and more attractive than Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just doesn't make any sense otherwise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the, uh, the excuse for that one. Nice. And then the and uh, better and better at video games. That's got to be safe. Yeah, that's true. You know. Oh, uh, the one part actually, this video that I did shoot was the uh, the under pantaloons flashback, mm. oh, yeah. which, which we shot. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> which Matt was a big blubbering vagina about. <laughs> Although I God. I didn't expect him to take his shirt off. I was I actually was kind of impressed that he that he that he did that. Yeah. But but I mean you know to be fair that was like in the open on both sides, highly visible glass lobby of our apartment building yeah. in the middle of the day. Whatever. So, but, which is, you know, when we were, you know, once we finally got there and he stopped blubbering, he, like, he, he, he whipped his shirt off and was like, all right, let's do this. And I was like, oh, I really wasn't, all right, cool. That well, he kind of had to, considering he was, that, that he was shirtless in the video. Though, True. Right? True. And Morgan, you, you looked awesome with that mustache. <laughs> yeah, I say. Oh, this, if I could actually, grow a real mustache, <laughs> I would be the happiest man alive. That's actually sort of a dual reference to obviously Enter Pandemons and then uh, Slacking for Gold as well. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's James and Slacking for Gold. It had to be Morgan. Yeah, well, it is, it is the same outfit that James was yeah. wearing in Slacking for Gold. Who was the other? The mustache, it, I feel, is very important. Oh, for and sure. He, you know, the coach for always sure. has to have that mustache. Yeah, there's more experience. That's how it works. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying something, there? I was going to say something about Matt at my place, but I don't remember. Oh, right, yes. The boxers Matt is wearing at my place are actually my boxers. 
Oh. Do you he, have boxers that look like Morgan's boxers from under panels? No, I don't. Oh. If you look at them, they're just flannel. They're green and blue flannel. Oh. Um, and the reason for that was because Matt showed up with without appropriate boxers, and Morgan, for some reason, was absent. <laughs> um, so he, uh, he, we were looking around for boxers, or we were thinking boxers he could use, and he's like, well, can I use some of yours? And so... Because his the other thing the button on his was broken off. Oh, and yeah, so, that's yeah. right. And so, like, uh, you get some matte peen. And so, so he was able to use mine on the condition that he kept uh, he kept his own boxers on underneath my boxers so that his junk wasn't rubbing around inside. <laughs> but it still would pop out the hole a couple of times. I'm well, sure. they got washed immediately. After. <laughs> awesome. Are you sure that by washed you don't mean sniffed? <laughs> a little sniff. Well, what Tally and I do in the comfort of our own bedroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, up your all right, life uh, Matt. So moving, on. moving on from this topic. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything else to talk. Wow, how do you get away from that? One? Well, what I really felt about the video is that I hate Matt, and I wish he would. Yeah, we're really ragging on Matt a lot more because he's not here. <laughs> well, I was thinking about. I don't think we really are doing it more because he's not here. I think. He's just getting by uninterrupted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like he should be bitching back at us, but he's not. It, so, it, it just feels like in it. our hearts. He feels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I guess what we're playing now. Which... There we go. Okay. Um, I finished Fable, uh, which uh, I was playing the Lost Chapters version. So there was like a, a really tacked on extra bonus quest at the end. Oh, and look at these chapters. We forgot to put the. That was, that was pretty much it. It was like they, you know. And then the hero had won the day, and he had saved his family and done all this wonderful stuff. One year later, hero, there's a new threat. Uh, the story's done, guys. You know, the, the dramatic yeah. arc. No. Anyway, uh, it was it was pretty good, but uh, I'm looking forward to Fable Two now. Um, did, did you really get like the feel of the sort of epicness of the, the whole thing? Uh, I mean, that was the whole idea with Fable. Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, I like that I I turned my character into a highly tattoo covered solid snake by the end of it. <laughs> Uh, because I told you my trick with the magic last yeah, week yeah. where I avoided getting hit. So I was not scarred up, and I had, like, three or four wives. And uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how Snell and Snake operates. I, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite a harem. Like, they were all in different towns. They would never meet each Aww. other. But, uh, can, can, that ha- can your wives actually meet each other and get mad? I'm not sure. I uh, don't think they I don't, can I, I don't think you can marry more than one woman in the same village. No, but you can have, as I say, multiple wives in different villages. I, I like that, that they, they went as far to as to make it so you... Which, you, could, you could marry multiple people, but they didn't make it so you You know, I wanted to be I wanted to be a good monogamist in Fable and and you know, like that would have been good. The first problem with that game's dating system is that you can't sleep with people without marrying them. Um, we, which I think they're changing it in Fable 2. They are as far as I know they are changing it in Fable 2 because yeah. there's like an orgy achievement. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but oh, everybody wears promise rings in the Fable universe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so unless you're married to people, you can't sleep with them. And after I after I did marry my my first wife in Fable, I realized that she had a really annoying voice, <laughs> and that started pissing me off. So I was like, you know well, what, I gotta find, it, it, find it, a really, new one. It really That's... is a real life simulation. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So, <laughs> so there was a hot barber in one of the other towns. So I was like, I gotta get her to marry me. So I went in and proposed. Yeah, so I hit on her for a while. But by the end of Fable, the be- like 
the more good points you have and the higher your, your reputation, the easier it is for you to actually get people to want to marry you. So I got to the point where I can literally walk into the middle of town and do the sexy hero pose. <laughs> and uh, every woman around me, like there would just be a sea of hearts would appear <laughs> and they all turn green, which means that I can propose to them. <laughs> uh, so I went in and talked to the barber, which was enough to get her to fall in love with me. And, uh, and gave her a wedding ring, which meant that we were engaged and I was going to get be able to get married to her. The catch is at that point, to actually seal the deal, you need to, to get them to follow you, which is the follow expression, and walk into your house. Then you talk to them, and they say, we should get married. But because she was the barber as the NPC, whenever I talked to her, she was like, all right, let's see what we can do with your hair. And it would bring up the, the menu. So I couldn't actually seal the deal with, uh, with the barber. So I ended up uh, just waiting for a while and ignoring her, and then we broke off our engagement. <laughs> Apparently, that's the other thing in Fable. To, to get a divorce... <laughs> like, if you want to get a divorce with your wife, apparently, I haven't actually tried it, it's really hard. The only thing that you can do is ignore them for, like, six weeks, which is a long time. Or, if you hit them... What? You found that really then, early. Then they'll ask for a divorce. <laughs> so, um... Uh, which is not fun. Okay, abuse not funny, but <laughs> but it it, it racks up funny. it racks up like tons and tons and tons of evil points if you get a divorce. Like you, your alignment drops hugely and your reputation is hugely adversely affected. Wow. Here's the punchline: if you get them to follow you out into the forest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like the way this is going. Oh, this is good. I and like the GTA. The and then, the forest? And then just kill them. No one sees it. <laughs> no one sees it. Then you take your money back. You get like oh, no. negative fifty points off your alignment, which is like no. nothing. <laughs> and that's it. And Problem <laughs> solved. <laughs> Fable. Uh, what did so, we learn from this boy and girl? Yeah. What a frame that's supposed to encourage morality. It what seems it? to me. Well, I, what no, is it? No, no, it's like, for every choice there is a consequence. Yeah. You know. So if you get a divorce, oh. the consequence is that you ruin your reputation and become a bad guy. If you just oh. take her out of the forest and kill her. So, so like guy who uh, you know uh. summons a horde of skeletons to destroy a village. Yeah. And guy who get gets divorced, approximately equal in level in level of evilness. Well, you had, like you, if you even hit a villager, you get like negative five off your alignment or something like that, which you know you can make up by killing one enemy. So like going and killing ten enemies is approximately equivalent to killing your wife. <laughs> morality on the scale of morality, but getting a divorce, you have to kill like an army. To, to make up for that. Wow. So. Like, well, he did save all our lives and stop the evil enemy, but he was not faithful to but his wife. Also, I, I don't think we can but follow this guy. Like, frankly, in Fable as well, if you, if you are at, like, as far as you can go down in alignment, allegedly people are still like, oh, it's a hero, please save our town, before they scream and run away from you. Because <laughs> you've got horns growing out of your head and can stuff you, like that. If, if yeah. you are the super evil... Thing, do does any does nobody want to marry you now? Or are they like, hey, bad boy? Apparently, like, it, I I haven't I haven't actually gone through the evil path yet. I, I'd actually like to try it at some point, but I don't know if I'll ask feel him if that's what he did. Really, I don't I don't know if I'll feel like playing Fable again before <laughs> before that you know happens. But apparently, if Yahtzee's to be believed, because he reviewed it, um, people just start running away from you if if you get too evil. You do. And the only person that's that you funny. can the only person that you can get to marry you is 
the uh, is the evil mayor of Power Stone, who uh, who basically is super hot, but of course like evil demon lady. Uh, I see. Well, you're kind of evil, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, my character was so good that when he stood still, he got a halo around his head and butterflies flew around him. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. The uh, so yeah, after completing that, I started getting right back into view of Pinata, and I've been playing that a lot. Uh, not not a huge amount, but a fair bit. Hooray, Bill! Yay. I've been playing. My computer was broken, I guess. That's <laughs> so good. Not game. much. Not really. Well, Final Fantasy Twelve. Whatever happened with that? I decided to go back into it. <laughs> fair enough, Paul. Okay, so long time ago, <laughs> wow. there uh, for Super Nintendo, there was a game called Evo. Uh, oh, the right. Search for Life, yeah, hmm? which was a really great game, and search I for really searched no. for this thing. Is search for Life, is Search for Something. Eden. I think it was Search for Eden. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Anyway, it was a very cool game where you play this little. Uh, you start out as like a fish, and you go along, and you can choose things to evolve yourself. You get like horns or big tail or teeth or whatever, and then you go along. And you eat other guys to get Evo points, which you then spend, and it goes along, and you go from being a fish to being. Uh, uh, amphibian to a reptile to a mammal and you could actually the cool thing about the game is you could actually uh, you could like you would evolve and get all these weird parts and you could turn into a human like if you took a specific evolutionary channel you would turn into a human but you didn't have to <laughs> if you wanted to you could beat the game looking like this freaky crazy uh, like purple dinosaur thing with giant teeth and like a huge becoming uh, a human in that game was quite difficult yeah, yeah there was a very specific thing you had to do and it wasn't even very good so, yeah. Like, you never be advantage. Anyway, what I've been playing is what I consider the sequel to Evo, which is called Spore. <laughs> uh, and it's, it is basically the same, like, the, the problem I have with Spore is that it's got this whole, the whole, like, you know, you, you have this whole thing where you build your creature and stuff, but none of it matters. There's a couple, there's only a few things that actually affect the stats of your creature at all. But everything costs money or Evo points or whatever they're called in this. And so you, you end up meeting all these awesome creatures, uh, you know, that, that, the, that ha- ever the other people have produced or that Maxis has produced or whatever, that are all cooler than things. Whereas my, my guy was basically a mouth with arms and legs <laughs> and, and an eye on top because that was really cheap and it was exact, had exactly the same stats as all the awesome things. So you're you're playing the sort of like stat game as opposed to just trying to make something that looks cool. Well, but the thing is, everything costs money, right? Like yeah. costs, and so to get something like it's like if you want to have like five eyes, you can, but you have to kill a bunch of things in order to get that, hmm. and uh, and it doesn't actually give you any more sight. Like it doesn't give you any advantage. If you have four sets of arms, your your attacks aren't actually any more powerful. Hmm. And so, and so I I'm, I'm actually I've beat the the cell stage and the uh the first stage and the tribal one and i'm at the civilization stage um which i haven't really played much yet but so so far i've been kind of disappointed in it um i'm not i guess it's just it doesn't really uh, i'm not really the target audience or whatever but just the whole the whole idea of you know building your creature and the fact that it costs money you know costs resources to customize your creature in ways that don't actually affect the game at all, um, makes it so that I don't do it, uh, which means that I, I feel like I'm losing a large benefit of the game. Uh, so, uh, I just it kind of annoys me that way. But tally, it's pretty. 
Hallie still loves the creature creator. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, the creature, like, if you've got, got if you've got infinite uh, money or whatever, yeah. the creature creator, I mean, it, it's cool, it's fun. Um, it takes a little bit to get a hang of, but uh, I actually, the, the cell stage in, in Spore is actually the funnest stage so far that I've played. I like the cell stage a lot. Where you're just like a little dude scooting around and there's like these giant, huge creatures that you can't, uh, you know, I wish this cell stage went a little longer. Well, uh, it can for your iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the cell, the Spore Origins for iPhone is actually, it's the cell stage, but even, but actually better than the console one. Like, it's got, uh, um, it's got a bunch of like extra modes and like <coughs> bosses and things. Huh. Uh, but so anyway, I've been playing Spore and it's okay, but uh, I wouldn't go out of your like. It's it's neat in the sense like the technology behind it is pretty amazing, and this whole idea that you can just build your monster, your an, your animal to be whatever you want. Uh, but, uh, eh, I don't know. The, the, the bit that I like about it is that, you know, like, my creatures can, like, invade your creature's planet and end up, like, being your antagonists. And in fact... Yeah, yeah, the whole... There's the whole, the, there's the whole like, thing. social aspect where if I go onto my Spore page, it can be like, Jerris Ponoses have gone into Paul's, uh, world and yeah. taken over this area. Like, it'll give me updates as to what my creatures are doing. Oh, cool. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> didn't realize they did that. Like, I haven't got to that, to the, to the actual flying around stage, which yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep playing until I get to the, uh, to the, uh, world built, or the, the actual UFO stage, because yeah. apparently that's, you know, WoW style. The game doesn't really start until, <laughs> until, yeah. until the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, anyway, so that's what I've been playing. I've been playing more Tales of Vesperia. I still enjoy it. I still find the combat to be a little irritating at times, but I'm getting better at it, and uh, I, the actual game is just a lot of fun, and I'm really, really enjoying the characters. Hooray! Hooray. I have not been playing a lot, but I've been playing some rock band. I recently beat the career mode on hard on drums, and I can play a lot of the songs in Expert, but I haven't played through it all yet and found the hard ones, so... Pretty so are that. you are you like leveling? You're like beating every an expert on each individual instrument. Um, well, I, I just haven't spent the time on guitar and expert. Mm. I'm pretty sure I, I could, except that I just prefer Guitar Hero to Rock Band so much. Mm. It just feels I'm used to it more, so it feels better. But but I, the drums have been something that you know I haven't really had a lot had a lot of experience with before, so I've been getting used to them. It's a lot. I find it a lot of fun still. I just I have to take a few hours to sit down and, and play through it on Expert and see how much of it I can beat. Cool. Hooray. I've been playing a, a strange old game with kind of poor graphics, to be honest, called Books. They, uh, it's, it's, a, it's an odd controller that you kind of, like, there's, there's several hundred buttons, and you push them by, by actually <laughs> grabbing it on the right-hand side and pulling it all the way over to the left-hand side. That seems huh. kind of complicated. Yeah. Seem Are the buttons labeled at all? Yeah, there's, there's actually many words on each one, all of which you have to read to understand the game. <laughs> which, which books have you been reading? I read uh, Freakonomics, uh, Candide by Voltaire, and I'm starting on Oryx and Crake, and I'm also working my way through Chuck Palahniuk. Mm, You're in choke, right? Uh, no, uh, Lullaby and uh, Invisible Monsters. You know what book I just read that was fantastic and really hilarious to read? Steve Martin's book. Oh, I started reading that, it's, actually. It's really it's good. It's like his autobiography. Yeah. Those are the only kind of books I can read when they're about real life and what people have been doing, but this one's really good. My, my new job right now doesn't allow me to have any electronics at work. 
I can't bring my laptop. I can't bring my iPod. I can't bring my PSP. I can't bring my DS. Nothing. Your cell phone. Uh, my cell phone is allowed, but I'm not allowed to have a piece of removable storage media in it when I bring huh. it forward. Because wow. I am working for Elections Canada right now, and there have been incidents in Victoria yeah. within the last 10 years where people working for Elections Canada have, for example, tried to sell the voters list. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? I'm blogging? <laughs> so I don't, like, I don't know what they expect me to do with my DS. Like, if I'm picto-chatting with someone outside the window and being like, okay... Entry number one on the <laughs> This is going to take a while. Why are all the entries penis? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so I actually started uh, reading Snow Crash again. Oh, oh so good. good. I should really read that again. It's yeah. been a while. I've read it, I think, three times now, and every time I'm just like, God damn it, this book is too good. The, the one problem with Snow Crash is, I mean, there's all the absolutely amazing bits, but you always sort of, when you think about it, when you're not actually reading it, you kind of gloss over this, this, the, the, there's a bunch of the stuff with the when the he's fucking librarian. when he's talking to the librarian, I which, like all which, that stuff. which is kind of cool, but it it's different. You just have to be like, oh right, I remember that. Yeah. I don't know. Like every time I reread it, I always get to that part and I enjoy it. If like, it yeah. was a graphic novel, that would be really it would be the longest part of the whole thing because it would just be text. You know what I mean? And, yeah. yeah. And, I, book, I always, and I always felt like it's the, the longest part of the book. And the actual central idea. Of snow, like like yeah. the snow crash virus mm-hmm. is pretty retarded. Like <laughs> really, yeah. when it comes right down, like the the actual the actual thing that they're fighting against is really stupid. So yeah. Everything is really Do awesome. Do you know what it is though? So what is what is the yeah? It's it's a line of code. It, that no, it's it's, it's, it's a picture see. of snow that or no no it's a picture of it, it's ones and zeros or something. Y- yeah, in the yeah. in the form of black and white. Yeah, and and, that, and the idea being that. Uh, only programmers' minds are so attuned to uh, binary numbers like 256 and 512 and all this stuff that their minds immediately uh, uh, convert that into And, uh, and the Sumerian stuff. myth part is all about the fact that that is kind of like the building blocks for how we learned everything. So yeah, that was yeah. That was, that, that's, what it's, that's what it was about. Yeah, but it's... It seemed kind of dumb to me. It, so, but the actual, I mean, everything in the book, like, just, the, like, the first sequence in the book yeah, yeah. is, like, it's worth it just for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. is one of those things that I wish that in high school I had read it as, like, a dramatic reading because, yeah. like, it's fantastic. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Shazam. What have you been playing, James? What have I been playing? My Xbox is still broken, which is bullshit. Um, is it Red Ring or just no? The, oh no, it's the, 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 the disc drive. Is, you could play uh, Braid on arcade. I I still can play arcade games, and I have been. Um, what have I been playing? I did play Braid. I forgot about that. I have the Braid demo, and it was pretty cool. But um, crap, what's it called? Castle Crashers. I'm still playing that, which Castle is pretty Crash. fun. Oh yeah, Castle the, Crashers. The, the Duncan's party. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'll tell you what, I will be playing in two months, which is Wrath of the Lich King. Mm-hmm. I haven't played WoW yeah. for a while. I've been out of it. I'm thinking about maybe picking up Warhammer Online. No, for the games about it. So uh, I, and I might just try it out for the the because yeah. I assume it comes with a month free play. Yeah. If it doesn't, fuck it. I'm not buying it. But if it does, I'll buy it. Try it out. It's only like forty bucks. So yeah. Try it out. See what it's like. It, it, you guys, if it takes off at all, maybe. I don't think I'd stick with it. Have you guys played the Warhammer 40k game? The Dawn of War. Dawn of War. It's okay. Dawn of War was an amazing. 
Really? I, I mean, I enjoyed it, it's, but... It's, I played, it, I played the demo There's a little never bit been a good Warhammer game for me, I don't know. Really? I just, like, Dawn of War has a lot of diehard fans. I played it, too. And it's the same people who did, um... There's never been a good Warhammer game. This one's pretty good. If Dawn of War is a good matchmaking, it could have been with StarCraft. I haven't played any of these. Well, it's, well, it's done Warcraft by the, three. Anyways. It's done by the same people who did Company of Heroes. Yes, Relic. Yeah. Oh, it's done by Relic. I think. Huh. Company Heroes. I think it's got some of the best tactical player versus player gameplay that I've ever played in an RTS. Personally, huh. uh, I I played it really hardcore, and it takes a lot for me to play an RTS hardcore online, just because you have to learn so much. You have to get your micro down and everything. Oh, yeah. But compared to say the Command and Conquer games, I don't know. I just I, I enjoy Command and Conquer, but Dawn of War had something there that made. You know the balance wasn't amazing, but it was a lot. It was a lot better than most RTS. Um, I thought uh, that just the the fact that it was all about the movement, getting the squads, you know, into melee range when you needed to, or backing them off and using cover and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was great. It's just the matchmaking was so horrible. It was so you know really? the matchmaking was really bad. The latter, yeah, and it was it was on a uh, GameSpot, I think it was, which it it just didn't really work very well. There were a lot of drops and a lot of not being able to connect to people and. And, you know, there weren't enough people playing on the ladder mode where you, you know, get ranking and all that. So you'd have to sit around waiting for a match. And uh, if it wasn't for that, I would have played it a lot longer and it would have been a lot more successful. Well, there, there's been a couple of expansions to it, too. Yeah, and, and uh, the the Dark Crusade expansion was yeah. what I played most of the, most I, of the time on. I played, uh, I, I used to play the, desk, the tabletop Warhammer game, so I was just sort of interested. Yeah, I used to play that, too. But I always loved that. So you used to be a millionaire? Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Like, I played all the no, old Warhammer. No, I'm, I'm saying you were a millionaire, then you played Warhammer, and now you were where you are currently. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't actually buy that much. I wasn't that... Like, I was actually technically more in it for the painting, really. But I, I, I played the actual game somewhat. But uh, but I really liked... Uh, in, in I just played the demo of Dawn of War, but this idea that it was like... You know, instead of uh, in, in Warcraft or Starcraft or whatever, you're, like, building these buildings, and the building, you know, builds all the little units and stuff. In, in theory, in real time, you're, like, training this guy, and he's going to go out and fight in, like, 30 yeah. seconds or whatever. Dawn of War, it's just, there are millions of billions of units out there. What you have to do is just convince your superiors that it's worthwhile to send more right here, yeah. now. And you do that by, yeah. you know, capturing the, the tactical yeah. points. And you're like, look, reinforce me. And you're like, oh, fine, I guess. We'll send you guys. Yeah. But anyway, I... Speaking of matchmaking, something that just occurred to me, I had a really sort of surreal experience uh, in the last week. I went on to play some Halo 3, and I ended up in a lobby with a bunch of people just having a really fierce and, uh, like, nasty political debate about the American election. Really? Before the actual game? Yeah, like, you know, you just end up in the lobby, and people are... Usually you end up in the lobby, and there's, like, eight people, and someone's like, So hater... Yeah. I'm so high like, right now. Yeah. Hang on. I'm 12 year old. I'm 12 and then, then there's the, yeah, then there's a 12 year old who's like, hey guys, do you guys want to pay for achievements? Yeah. And you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, no, just like people slandering both candidates on both sides and getting really angry racist? about it. Yeah, racist, about racist it? comments. Well, yeah, no, come on, it's Xbox it's online play. I don't know. It, it was very bizarre. Well, it was half the team blue and half the team red? <laughs> well, I, well. It was just it was like if three different team. people who were who were on it. No, I wasn't I wasn't playing team. I was That'd just, be awesome I was just in one red. Red. But 
Mm. I don't know. Interesting. Kind of strange. I, I, I mean, that, that, there's, there's something to be said for sort of Obama the, for the win. The, the cathartic value of like, you know, you want to vote for Obama? I kill you! I kill you! Like, you could actually like bar the guy's head them, right? Yeah. You could just <laughs> laser the guy, which is, you know, or if the person... My red laser of uh, capitalism yeah. or... I don't. I don't believe. I don't. I don't share your beliefs. Therefore, wow. I'm going to kill you. Oh my God, Bill! You just gave me the greatest idea. <laughs> what? I. I, I am so going to go set up a dummy Xbox Live account tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna create a character or a, an Xbox Live account called like Le Pay Separatiste, <laughs> and pretend to be like a crazy French separatist because my account says I'm from Canada, right? Yeah. And uh, and then just go talk politics with the Americans on Xbox Live. <laughs> I think it'll be awesome. Oh, you have a different definition of awesome than I. We're <laughs> yeah. They don't know. Most Americans don't know about the whole Quebec separatist. Doesn't thing. matter. They well, don't even know about politics either. So. Anyway, let's do some Ask That's some uh, general stereotyping, Bill. I don't like it. Anyways, we're going to get on with Askler now. And it was brought to our attention. We missed some questions last week, so here we go. If you had to give up a certain skill of yours, what would you most likely give up? In exchange for what? Just give up a skill. All right. There's um, no exchanges. I would give up my ability to play Minesweeper because, it's holy useless. God... <laughs> Am I ever too fucking good at Minesweeper? And holy god, is it ever pointless to be this good at Minesweeper? Fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, yeah, skill. I mean, choose like a really minor skill. Yeah, you know, yeah, like I have we're to... all gonna be like... My ability, my uncanny ability to remember TV show theme songs from my childhood. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, give that up, that's pretty cool. Well, actually, seriously, if I could have that space in my brain back, I'd probably <laughs> yes, be... Pretty cool. I have the same problem with advertising jingles. <laughs> you, do you ever? Yeah. And not only do you remember like the song that played in the ad, somehow you know the entire unaired portions of the songs. <laughs> That's what's really fucked. It's always the most useless um, stuff too. It's like, yeah, like, like the third verse to the Prince of Bel Air theme that, yeah. that only ever played once in the, in the first episode. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. The uh, yeah remembering remembering song jingles and things from TV. Yeah. Useless. Is so useless, and especially as a you know. For doing this loading ready run, it's even uh, in some cases it's actually worse than useless because I'll write something and then realize oh, wait that wasn't something I just thought up that was something <laughs> that, was... that I'm just remembering yeah. from a show I watch. Fuck. <laughs> I am unoriginal. Damn. Yeah. It's like I'm brilliant. Wait. No. no shit. <laughs> I'm never brilliant. I might give up my uh, my grammar skills because it just drives a wedge between me and everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Alright, next question. Next question. If you could have one Mega Man robot master power, which would it be? Jer? Uh, you know what? I think I, I, give me a second to think on that. I, I think I'm going to mine. Go. I want the ice the ice gun from the uh, Mega Man X where you get the ice sled. Nice. So pretty much anytime I go to a hill, I make an ice sled, and then I <laughs> jump on it, and then I ride down. Fair enough. Is pretty there anything that allow you to be invisible or and, x-ray vision of any nature? X-ray vision, no, no. And then I, I would Why? totally kill everyone and take their powers. So each and every power that each person says, I'm going to kill them at some point and take them. So. I love Paul Wait, and what about the Dude, does, does all the rush stuff count as... Because that would be cool. That would be Actually, cool. you know what Having power the rush abilities would be handy. Hadouken. Yeah, the Hadouken. Yeah. That, uh... Well, yeah, that's actually well, and the sure you can from. You uh, can't XD. steal it though. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> Is that power I can steal? I, I gotta go. I gotta go with my first. Like the thing. But I you have to get full HP to use it. The thing I thought up first. Uh, I blast just, be, just because he's my favorite uh, Mega Man 
guy is uh, the metal man shooting, being able to shoot giant circular saws out of my hands <laughs> in any direction. In any direction. Uh, while I can't think of that many practical uses for it, <laughs> I still think it would be pretty. I'd be awesome at like you know. You make a hell of a lumberjack. Yeah, yeah. or, or I'd be yeah. good at like home repair guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, home so it's like guy. See, it's like so. What you want to do in this thing is shoot. Uh, <laughs> it's like shoot shoot the saw blade out of your hand at a forty five degree angle so that it it chops through. If you did, if you can't shoot saw blades out of your hand. Uh, you can go and buy a circular saw, but it's really not as good. <laughs> I don't remember there's one of the old Mega Man ones you can make little platforms and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's Rush. Well, uh, Rush, or there's like item one or item two. Yeah, that, that's in, the Rush stuff. Mega Man it? 2. Well, I mean, they, in Mega Man 2, they two. weren't a dog. It was just yeah. like a platform thing. Right. That's sort of what I was thinking. Yeah. And Mega Man 4 was like a balloon. Yeah. Right? Actually, I can't think of anything, so. Yeah, neither can I really. I. I mean, there's some kind of kind of. Is there one that lets you breathe underwater? Well, I mean, Mega Man can do that anyway. So. <laughs> He's a oh. robot. What do you want from him? <laughs> but there's Fair like enough. there's like Snake Man. You shoot little snakes. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> what does Cut Man let you do? Well, yeah, you just throw scissors. Cut, you throw the cutters at you. Yeah. Yeah, they they come <laughs> in. Shivs. Come in just the scissors that come back. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like a, and <laughs> that'd be dangerous. That would seem more practical than the. Because when would the saw stop? Right, it you shoots off it, screen. Yeah, <laughs> do, do they keep going though? It's like a fire and forget this one. Dangerous. It's not your problem once you're out of your hand. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, like, yeah. Yeah. it's out of my hand. See, see, part of me wants to say Top Man because then I could just do that oh, cool spinny awesome. dance yeah. and dance off people's heads. That's not <laughs> right? what I thought of when you said Top Man. Oh. I, uh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna give it up for that power. And then he kept going. I was like, oh no. Well, I mean, it could have certain interesting. Uh, That's the worst Mega Man ever. <laughs> but uh, what else? I, I mean, uh, Quick Man being able to stop time for a oh, bit. Yeah. Oh That's, yeah. Oh yeah. Quick Man solid. Yeah. yeah. Ooh yeah, definitely Quick Man actually. Cool. All right. I don't, that, no, Quick Man with Quick Boomerangs. So Flash Man who stopped Flash time. Man, yeah. I think if it came down to like a battle between all of us being Mega Man people, like Mega Man powers, it would be come down to me and Jay left really. Yeah. Because we know how to slide and hang off. That's true. That's true. I really kind of suck at Mega Man. Uh, can you, can but you're you, better than Matt, which is good. Can, can you dash jump off walls, Bill? Yeah, duh. Yeah. James, what you got? Uh, what would the Lure Crew character in Peter and the Wolf... What would be the Lure Crew's character in Peter and the Wolf? The duck. I do. Oh. The oboe. <laughs> That's the duck. Yeah, it is the duck. Oh, really? Is it? Yeah. yeah. So you guys talk to him. Yeah. Oh, no. You seem confused I, well, and well, frightened by this question. As am I. Which is ironic, because the duck, I think, is the only one that gets eaten. No, no, yes. no. No, the duck doesn't get eaten, right? He thinks the duck got eaten, but then it turns out she's... He's been hiding. You've, you've seen the Disney one. Because oh, well, yeah. in the real one, they listen to the wolf's stomach, and they can hear the duck inside. Oh, well, well, he's yes, still alive, so I think I'd be the wolf. I think you have the Disney one. But I guess we'd be the... I think being the oboe is funny, but... That's a random question. Let's Maybe we'd hunters. Yeah. What? Okay. Aren't there hunters? Better yeah, the question. hunters are the what? kettle drum. I just want what, to get the duck. What, what instrument would you? Yeah, would, exactly. would be your, or, or, your theme music? Yeah, song. yeah. If, if we, guitar. how about if, if Loading Ready Run was added to the Peter and the Wolf? <laughs> yeah. As like it's Peter and the Wolf and Loading Ready Run. I would be what a, instrument? Absolutely no question. I would be the Korg Chaosolator because I'm buying one of those things. What? The witch? The, the Chaosolator. Oh, has that not come in yet? No. Oh, that's what is that? It's, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it afterwards. It's that's pretty dope. Key tower, maybe? Key tower would be pretty sweet. <laughs> Key tower. Oh, Zen, uh, Zen drum? Zen drum yeah. that Jonathan Colton had for yeah. Mr. Fancy Pants. That was so awesome! That was fantastic. Um, yeah, chances and if you... Are your chances are your chances are your pants. 
good. Well, and what was what's really awesome in Jonathan Colton's live show is how he he runs with that for like five minutes it's after so the funny, at the end yeah. of the song because yeah. that's not in the in the album version. I can see someone else being cowbell and Bill being more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more cowbell. Okay, next question. Yeah. Next question. Uh, if you were trapped inside a nuclear physics experiment that caused you to lose something very precious, what would what would it be? A, your intrinsic field. B, your internal organs. C, your sense of common humanity. Or D, flesh tones. I'm already missing a sense of common humanity. Um, I'm going so to go, gonna go out one. on a limb and say internal organs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean... I like I, I like my you know my various senses and my you know sense of humanity and stuff, but internal organs kind of important. Yeah, pretty what, much. What, what's what's the what's the question? Which one of those you keep? Uh, no, no. Which, if you had if you were in a, trapped in inside a we, nuclear we had, we physics, had to choose which of those to lose that yeah. caused you to lose something very precious. What would it be? You pick one of those. Oh, I I'd, I'd say the intrinsic field because I have no idea what that is. <laughs> it must not be important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, does anyone know what the intrinsic field is? No, no. that's just some kind of Zen thing. I it's probably a hippie no. thing. But I figure if I don't know what it is, it's obviously not important. Yeah. Hey, Jared, can I buy your soul off you? <laughs> Touch a dirty patchouli. I kind of know what it is, but I don't know. <laughs> can't explain it exactly. Oh. James is looking up intrinsic field right now. Or just intrinsic. Or intrin- oh, I know well, intrinsic. is not going to help you at all. I know intrinsic. Because intrinsic just means something. Or, uh, so bad. It's hard to define. Yeah. You know I mean? Exactly. I'm always like that. I'm like, I know what it means. I can define intrinsically like valuable, but mm-hmm. no, well, intrinsic is just you'll have to wiki- it's just, yeah, it's intrinsic just means uh, something innately, basically something of itself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Uh, oh God. Gotta load the next page. Uh, uh, please stand by while we load more questions. And now is something completely different. Actually, it's exactly the same. Oh. Sorry. 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 What is your guys' opinion on indie art games, Passage, etc.? Do you think they are actually working to advance video game as a medium, or are they just artsy to ever, or are they just too artsy to ever be accepted by the mainstream gaming culture? Mana, mana. I don't think those are I don't think those are mutually exclusive things. I never played one. Passage isn't a game. <laughs> no, it isn't. Like it's, I don't really know that. Passage is like an art. It's an art. It's, it, it's, it's sort of that's the one that's sort of like a maze that starts out looking really simple and it gets more and more complex as you go and the, as you get closer to your objectives, they, they it appears that. It gets way more complex. Yeah, and you can team it, up with a with a life partner. And it's, and it's supposed to be like partner. your your life. Yeah, so. and then and hindsight is better than foresight and things like nice. that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's an, it's a neat thing, but it's an art project, right? It's it's a it, it's the same thing as like an art film or something, right? There, it's, not, was, it's not actually like a game as an, such. There's another one that's like called Marriage, where there's a pink that's like a, a pink square a and a game blue, or yeah, well, it's a, there's a pink square and <laughs> a, a blue square, blue. and basically. It, they they'll like come closer together, move farther apart, and the and idea not have is sex because you're married. Well, I guess. presumably, <laughs> and the idea is you've got to sort of like do management and keep both of them happy, and which you do by like making mouse movements and things like that. But it, but as you sort of figure out that what makes one happy is not going to make both of them happy, so you've got to try and right, like right. figure out what happens, what what works for both of them. But you, there's no actual solution. But, <laughs> awesome. I, I would consider that to be like it's sort of it's like an interactive art installation, right? Basically. Like it's not a 
not a game as we would normally define it. But let's look. Can we look at something like Braid, for example? Like Braid is is a little bit more specifically a game. Yeah, it is but, a game. But it it also is sending. It, it's trying to send a message of some sort. If you read all the little books and things like that, it's it's telling a it's telling a story. But the story definitely relates specifically to the types of things you are doing in the game. Can I comment on the the story with quotation marks in my fingers? It feels like the story in Braid is they took a novel, like a hundred page novel, picked four pages out of it, and split the text up around the various books. From various, like it doesn't, like it kind of, it does relate to what you're doing in the game, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Really? I, like, I don't know. I think that, I think it's trying to relate more abstractly. And maybe this is because I'm an English major, right? And so I'm used to analyzing literature. But, I mean, you've got, the books talk about how, Minor braid spoilers here. In the in the intro to like the first level, you find out that Tim, the main character, is out to get a princess or is out to find a princess. But then you discover that it, she's probably not actually a princess. This is just something that he's come up with in his mind, and she's actually like his girlfriend, and they're estranged or something. Um, she's in another castle. <laughs> actually, they make that joke. But uh, the. It talks about how they try and fix their relationship by, like, going back and fixing the mistakes that they've made and, cu- and preventing each other from seeing those mistakes and things like that. When in the game, what you're basically doing for the first couple of worlds is going through the game and whenever you make a mistake, rewinding time and fixing your mistake so that ultimately yeah. the mistakes don't count. Like, uh, and I see but all I that. See. They, there's, there's all sorts of themes that, that go through it that I think that he's trying to make people see. But if you look at... Who was the rapper who did a review of Braid? What? Did you guys? Did any of you guys see oh, this? Oh shit! Uh, yes, that who, was awesome. It was uh, God, Soldier was? Boy. Soldier Boy. So it was, what? It was so good. Okay. It was so good. Yeah, we, we have to watch pause, it. Pause yeah. this for a second. We can all watch Soldier Boy's review of Braid. It's literally two minutes long. Wait, Matt was telling me about that. He yes, it doesn't actually say anything. It's amazing. We pause this. Just, it's, okay. We have very little time left okay. in the podcast, so we we'll probably just, wrap this up pretty quick. All right. Yeah. We'll watch it after. I, all right. It's just, I, I see. I see all of that. But yeah. to me, the story in Braid is more a collection of themes rather than an actual story. I don't I think it really comes together at the end. Have you have you completed oh, it yeah. yet? Yeah. I I think that it that they do a very good job of tying it all together in in the last couple of levels. The last level before the epilogue is amazing. It is like it it's awesome. I think that it really sort of yeah. tied all tied together everything that they were that they were trying to bring together in the game. We, um, uh, if we're running out, we should probably just uh, talk about the uh, the meetup for the screening. Yeah. screening, yeah. Yeah, just right, Just to remind you, uh, October 18th, here in Victoria, B.C., please join us for our fifth anniversary screening. Uh, the updated, uh, I suppose, card is we're going to be... Um, sc- exactly. Screening um, uh, three of your favorite videos from the past, which you'll be uh, voting on in the forums over the next little while. Uh, we're going to be showing you a, a brand new uh, Iron Stomach, a brand new fail house, a brand new man cooking. Dun, oh my dun, dun. God. That was uh, so not what you were supposed to do. <laughs> brand new man cooking, what are you supposed to say? I, I'm not your monkey, James. <laughs> You're, yes, you are. So you got man cooking! Ah! Thank you. Uh, Damn, you are his monkey. Yeah, see? Ha ha. The monkey is attacking James. I don't think that's an attack. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fling your poo at him, monkey. Fling your poo. All right, let me just work some up. And uh, something else that we've uh, recently uh, decided that we're going to be doing. We have actually decided that, yeah? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go is we will be 
shooting a fail house. Uh, and uh, you in the uh, in the attending audience can uh, give us some some suggestions of jokes. You'll actually be failing house right there right, in front of you. Right there yeah. in front of you. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, uh, as we said before, we'll have uh, some merch with us, and we'll be screening the uh, the season six opener. Are we, are we also doing like a live askler? Yep, yeah. we're going to do a live askler, which will which, which, which for those online. yeah for those of you who can't make it, it'll be uh, broadcast on UStream, but uh, you should come because it's going to be dope. And that starts at four o'clock Saturday afternoon, October eighteenth, at the Eric Martin Pavilion in Victoria, BC. Find out more information and and everything in the thread on the general discussion forum or on the and, blog and, and, and email me if you're if coming, you're coming especially if you're coming from out of town email James yeah yeah, yeah. we want to uh, make sure we have enough space for everybody yeah right now we're looking good but it is actually filling up so Tally wants to see you that's James at loadingreadyrun.com I believe that just is for anyone James who doesn't at know loadingreadyrun.com which is also yeah. where you can send your 15 seconds of fame entries sorry it was up late this week and none of you entered but you will want to. Also, naked pictures are always fine. Well, especially for this particular entry, actually. That's true. If you want to, if you uh, want to send a naked picture along with your 15 seconds of fame, we'll show them all to Paul, and hopefully, maybe we can set something up. Yeah. It kind of kills the blind date aspect. That, that's <laughs> I true. have no problem with it. Though. We can cut off their head. I'll, I'll, I'll cut off their head so you're surprised. We, we can so. we, we can uh, copy paste a paper bag. In <laughs> can I enter 15 can seconds of fame? Because I only got like no. six in the video. No. I'm uh, not eligible for employees and the friends and family thereof. Hey, I just got a 15 seconds of fame. Really? Hooray! From Lion of Bedmon. Huzzah! We'll, we'll give it more time. Yeah. So we have more than just one. Well, if you don't want to see Lying in Bedmon get that, you know what to do. Yeah. So, uh... Anyways, yeah, so... Are we going to do anything else? Is somebody it? doing a podcast in here? No. no, no, we're pretty much not yeah, doing we're a actually, podcast. We're done. We're oh, we, we were, but you missed the whole thing. Oh, asshole. Oh, I like podcasts.